Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are the lads from the children. We'll support you till the end of the day. Our special guest of the night tonight. We are so thrilled to welcome back the one and only Mr. Ian Danto. Hi, chaps. Welcome Hi, back, Ian. Great to have you back again, buddy. Nice to be back. It's uh, it's been what a couple of years, hasn't it? Probably about eighteen months. I think the last time we spoke, I think, was in the Steve Cottrell era. I think it could be a couple right. of years when we would the 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 red nap transfer splurge was beginning to bite. Oh, lots happened since then. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was when we we last spoke on this show. Well, uh, really pleased to have you back again tonight, mate. Thanks for giving me Monday night up for us. Uh, blue nose through and through. Obviously, work, working down there with Talk Sports and um, uh, and a great radio career. But you were once a guitar. Go on, you tell them. I've got, a few, I've got a few guitars here. I can show you if uh, if the mood takes me. <clears throat> no, but what did you used to do with guitars? Oh, what did I used to do with guitar? I well, I used to be a guitar salesman. Um, okay. Guitar salesman, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Especially I don't, I don't, like, I don't like to talk about it much, but uh, when I'm going back to the late '80s, early '90s, I worked in a guitar shop in Shirley, 
for about two or three years. And then for five years, I worked at the world famous musical exchanges guitar shop in Snow Hill. Yeah, cool. Nice one. Guitar there. And that was 92 to 97. Um, brilliant times working, you know, selling all sorts of magnificent guitars and amps and things like that. Um, and then um, I did work for about a year in a guitar distribution place in Cradley Heath, um, selling guitars to shops rather than being the shop. Um, but then radio came along uh, about a year after that. So what yeah. you like? What? Spoiled your life. Yeah, it did rather. Yeah, well, it changed it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, little known fact, actually, um, I used to deliver newspapers to your dad's house, didn't I? Oh, right, on St Bernard's. No, Castle Street, Warwick. Oh, Castle Street. Oh, my God. Well, that yeah, was... down there. You had to go out the bathroom and wee in the sink down there, didn't you? Well, <laughs> no, see, Castle Close in Warwick, I don't remember because I was born there um, in 68, but we moved to Solihull when I was, I don't know, three. So I have no recollection. All I can, all I was ever told about that was that there was a massive wall at the bottom of our back garden. If my two yeah. older brothers climbed over it, you were in the castle grounds for free. You were, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's what I was told about that place. But I have no recollection of it at all, Nick. So very nice, very, very nice part of the world, actually. Very, very yes, nice. yeah. So I'm told, but <laughs> I never got to experience it from that. Point. Okay, on to the game on Saturday. Who wants to start this one off? Uh, Paul, off you go. Just too little, too late, wasn't it, when he made the subs for me again? I know there was 20 minutes to go, but he should have done it sooner. They scored on the 49th minute, and for me, he should have made the subs then. Um, but it just shows for me how far we've fallen in just like a short space of time. You know, we've gone from signing Barnsley's captain in the last three or four years to sort of setting up to keep him out, if you like. Um, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, if we'd have got a nil-nil, would we have been disappointed? I don't know. But it was a great strike from the player, from their lad. You know, it was a great goal. But from our point of view, you know, Let's have a go at teams, you know. I, I can accept losing if we've had a go. And in some of the games that we've lost this season, we have had a go. Um, but not yeah. Saturday. No, we just set up to park the bus and, and try and come away with a nil-nil, don't we? Craig, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I think we've been, I suppose, a bit of a cliche, really. And obviously, I have to watch what I'm saying because I've worked for the football club. But I think we've been um, we've been hard done by on a, a couple of couple of the games. I've, I've been watching the games um, and I, I really, really do. And I do think our luck will change and... Those people that text me after the games and get in touch with us and, and things like that. For me, I, I get it. I'm a fan. And that's that's one thing we've always got to remember. I'm a, I'm a massive Birmingham fan, so are my family. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I know with, with the players that we've got, I know with the manager that we've got, our look will change. And I think the one thing that I'm going to say, and as I said, I'm, I know I'm probably sitting on the fence here, but the fans have got to stick with the lads because they, they're so passionate about what they want to do and, and obviously get us out the bit of bother that we're in um, but yeah I think the only message that I've got is for, for everyone to stick together because we will get out of it we're or the, the lads who are talking it group um, yeah it'll come good it'll come good yeah, come on Craig but we're in it again is, is it the third fourth fifth seat I don't know we're in it again yeah, yeah. we can't I'm, go on I agree I'm yeah. a fan listen guys I'm a fan like it hurts as much as it hurts as much as anyone um, but I know we'll come good so I'm so you've yeah. got faith in Frank and the team, and you'll say we're cool. I've got faith in, in the lads, yeah, to see the lads. and Okay, okay. Just, everybody else, Mark, your thoughts. Have you got faith in, in Karanka and the team? If you're asking me whether we'll stay up, I think we will by, by the skin of our teeth. Um, again, we say it week after week. <sighs> we don't have a record like Karanka's and be totally useless. Um, I know it's a bit harsh, but 
don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you could look for all sorts of excuses. People are saying about the state of the pitch, but we've been poor away from home as well on other people's pitches. Do you remember um, the state of the pitch when we played um, Ipswich in the... Ipswich. I, I was coming... Yeah. 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 It was yeah. like four moles had lived in it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean... Again, credit to Barnsley, though. They're a decent team. I think people were overlooking that on Saturday. People were saying, oh, Barnsley, you know, but they are a top six team for, for a reason. And I'd have, I'd have snapped your hand off for a nil-nil. I really okay. would. I was, I, I was hoping that we turned a little corner. You know, we got two out of three, you know, two wins out of the three prior to Saturday. And, you know, we, we, we beat Sheffield Wednesday, we beat QPR. And, you know, the game that we did lose against Norwich, I thought we did really well until he made the substitutions. For me, is what lost us the game. Um without sounding too well, critical. I think that is what lost us the game. But Saturday, for me, I just don't think we showed enough ambition to go there. We, we basically went there for a nil-nil, didn't we? We didn't yeah. go there to win that game. No, no. And I, I, hate to, I, hate to, I hate to say it, but I think Duke is looking a bit, bit of a spent force at the minute. Um, he just hasn't, he hasn't been right at all since he's, you know, possibly since he had COVID. I just don't think the, the, the if we're not going to play 4-4-2, then for me, we don't play Djokovic because for me, that's the only system that works for him, you know, he's, he's not a lone striker, he can't play as a, a 10 or a winger, obviously, so you have to play him, with, for me, the way Gary Monk did and the way Pep Clotet did last season as well, you know, when he when he teamed him up with Hogan, and w- I don't know why we're not trying that, to be honest now, you know, try, no. try, try the four four two and the natural wingers with an attacking midfielder like a Halalovic with somebody like, you know, Sunich next to him or, um, you know, or um, or Harper, Rakim Harper. Good for uh, Blues won't get out with the poor manager, poor players, uh, experts making an easy game look extremely difficult, blah, blah, blah. Three wins out of 20, still haven't played 4-4-2 with wingers. Uh, barring Dean's header yet again, we never laid a glove on them. Coventry winning the weekend just added to the pain, it's not the pitch. AK making on average two and a half changes a game. No trust, no faith in Karanka at all. Simple, it really hurts knowing Rotherham have three in hand as well uh, Ian I, I'm extremely worried uh, I'm not as positive as um, say Mark thinks we'll get out by the skin of our teeth and I appreciate that but I, I just don't see it um, I think this is uh, 1994 all over again albeit with a you know a different feel around the place um, I look at Karanka's body language yeah, and it's, yeah. it's just shrugging the shoulders all the time and I, I, a team mirrors its manager and that catchphrase has never been truer when you look at that they don't have an idea about how to change a game in their favour unless it's practically handed to them on a silver salver. Like Sheffield handed that game to us by getting Shaw sent off. And yeah, I get that. Even then, we weren't that much on the front foot. It just took one good ball from Bella, one good finish from Hogan, and that was three points. But other than that... We didn't create very much at all with the best part of the second half against 10 men. Um, body language is horrible. I look for leaders. I look for people who grab teammates by the scruff of the neck and say, come on, and I'm, I can't see them. No. Uh, and no. that worries me. Um, and Rotherham, having seen them admittedly lose at Bournemouth when I did a commentary on them a couple of weeks ago, they're, not, they're, they're more organised than we are, I have to say. Mm when you look at players like Crooks and Smith who work in tandem as a 10 and a, as, as a centre-forward, and they've got Joseph Soon on loan from Derby, who's a you know a speedy winger. Um, Barlazer in central midfield, who's a good passer of the ball, was at Newcastle as a kid. 
that they worry me that they're going to get the points they need to overhaul us and Coventry. I think so. Mm. I think it's I think it's Coventry we need to be keeping in our crosshairs at the moment in terms of trying to overhaul somebody rather than rather than Rotherham because I think Rotherham have got the smarts to stay up. Mm. And ironically, ironically, um, Ian, uh, the Rotherham fans really do. They are raving about Wes Harding. Mm. Yeah, I was, well, I, yeah, I was, he played at um, left back um, and switched over at mm. the Vitality. And it was nice to see him play again. And it was mm. it was solid, unspectacular, but good and you know solid. Um, didn't really put a foot wrong. Didn't do anything mm. out of the ordinary. But yeah, you know, where's it? That that's. I think we have to say that was probably the right move for him at mm. that point. Would he be playing in this Birmingham side now? On merit, would he get ahead of Colin or whatever? It's it's debatable. I think Rotherham was the right club for him to go to. Let's let's give Wes a bit of credit for picking a club and you know finding a club where he could develop and play yeah. more football and play every week. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we have an alter ego. We have an alter ego, Paul. We've had a suggestion for Ian Danter's alter ego, James May. I've heard that once I've heard it a thousand times <laughs> oh dear me dear me dear me it's not a bad one is it it's no it, I'll take it it's better than Daniel which is another one I used to have um, or uh, well Brian May when I had really long curly hair in my 20s but I'll take James May right now that when, I, when I was in the army uh, I was obviously slightly thinner than I am now shall I say and uh, I looked just like Jasper Carrot, so that was my nickname, and it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking at the moment about the players that we've got rid of. I'm thinking of Michael Morrison, I'm thinking of Kaifdenbald. Would they get in this team? Eh? Would they get in this team? Morrison, without question. Yeah. Without question. We should, yeah. we should have offered him a two year deal yeah. rather than the one year deal that we offered him, and he would have stayed. Um, yeah. And he is a leader. He is somebody that, that can run a back for. Yeah. He was probably still on a pittance, because he was Rowett's first signing. Yeah. And he was on a pittance, I think, compared to other players that you know, at the club already at that time. And I'm not sure how his contract changed over time and whether he got a, a slightly better pay grade before he left. But I, I, I do think we miss him more yeah. than Kifton Beld. If I'm, yeah. if I'm comparing mm -hmm. the two, I would rather have more. I would have... I would have Morrison back in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking as well, if he needs to rest Sanchez and, and Bella, which obviously he clearly did on Saturday or he decided to leave them out, if you're going to keep playing wingers, you know, you're going to, we've got Leco and, and and really that's it, isn't it? Who can play wide as a winger. Um, you know, would you have kept Marabti and possibly Magoma for another season as well, you know, just to use to 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 play, you know, a, a bit as a bit part or as a squad player? Marabti, I was never really sure about, but Magoma never... Yeah. Never shirked a, a challenge, did he? Never shirked a, no. a game where he had to, you know, get his foot in and get involved. I, I, I was quite, I was quite taken with Jack McHomer and what he did over. That's yeah, it's yeah. really the type player yeah. we, we mm. need now. Okay, John Keynes wants to know. Uh, just ask the question. We'll do a little straw poll between us, um, but also you just answer this: yes or no. If you're on the chat box, just answer yes or no. Karanka to stay or Karanka to go. So it's stay or go. Stay or go. Cranker to stay, Cranker to go. Paul. Right now, I think I think for me to go. He's got it, yeah. I mean, I'm... Hey, no, no, yeah. So, just want the one-word answer, dance? Go. Mark. Go. Brownie. Oh, and nice. for me, it is the body language, so it is for me now, I'll go. Craig. <laughs> oh, don't ask. That's not fair on Craig. No, it's not really. No, definitely. Stick by him. 
Yeah, we'll be all right. Stick by me. Okay. No, 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 no. It's all about opinions, mate. You know, and I respect yours, and I do. And I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah? yeah, and I promise you that, and I mean it, because I want the best for my football club. I don't want to be in this situation year after year, and it's been a year since we've been able to go there. Huh? He's clearly got enough about him, you know, or you know, he's he's played the game at the top level. He's been assistant yeah. manager at Real Madrid. He's top he's top Middlesbrough to the Premier League, you know, and and he was doing all right at Forest as well before he left. So I just hope that he can turn this round, and and if he if they do stick by him, then next season, you know. Um, it, it's totally different. I'd love to see that because I don't think changing the manager every six months is, is the way forward. Of course, of course it doesn't. No. Don't hang, no. don't hang your hat on this thing about wingers, Paul, and this this notion that Correa yeah. suddenly going to pick two wingers and pick Jukovic, and he doesn't play that formation. I know, I know. He's four, he's four two three one mm-hmm. most of the time, and that's yeah. that's that's his thing. That's what works for him. So it's that classic case of trying to fit players into a system that he has rather yeah. than looking at the players he's got and saying, right, what system works best? Exactly. That, for me, is fundamental. Yeah. Dennis, just, my vote was go, Dennis. Okay, this is, this is I'm just going to read either go or stay. Right? I'm, I haven't got time to read the names out. Go, go. Clearly not interested. Go, 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 stay. Go, 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 stay. Go, 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 stay, go. And there you are. Yeah. Is this a, a Murray no. Walker impression? Go, 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 go. <laughs> I thought it was the clash. <laughs> I miss that that. That, that. that squad that we've got, when you look at it, you know, it, it is it is clearly good enough to be higher up than what it is yeah, when you yeah. look at it on paper. Definitely. You know? mm-hmm. it's, I think what Ian's just, Ian's just hit it on the head. You know, you've got to you've got to sort of get your players and play to their strengths and, and find out what suits everybody best. And for yeah. me, 4-2-3-1 just doesn't suit Lukas Djukovic at all, does it? No. It doesn't no. suit Bo- yeah. It never has done. You mentioned Jukovic and the fact that he's looked a little leggy, Mark. And I think that's fair comment. He has looked a little leggy. Is that because he's not had enough football and he's not up to speed? He's not had a run of, you know, three, four or five games where he can get himself up to speed? He might I hope so. In the, oh, you, of course we hope. That's what I'm thinking. Does he need that in his legs? But unfortunately, we're not going to see a run of five or six games where Jukovic is going to play up with, you know, whoever. Um, as, as a with Hogan as a, as a as a front two, it's a lovely idea, and we all want to see it because we know what Che and the Duke did yeah. as a partnership. Yeah. That's the obvious comparison to draw. Yeah, yeah. It's it. That's not that's not. I talk so, so, is, so is it a case of we're we're all waiting for this formation to work and and, and as to whether it's going to well, work in time? We've seen it work. I mean, Reading away, you know, uh, Bristol City away. We have we have seen glimpses and, and, and good you know in, in bits and parts we've seen good things with it but just not enough there's no there's no consistency and I think that's probably down to team selection as well he makes too many changes for me as well you go um, you go back to the, the the there was a graph that I was sent online about two months ago about um, the 92 clubs and their points return in the calendar year of 2020 Birmingham was something like 88th or 89th out of 92. Yeah. That's, not, that's like... not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It was only like Stevenage and a couple of others, maybe Grimsby. Well, even they managed to beat us once. <laughs> they, they certainly did. So, And that, unfortunately, is carried over into 2021. Nothing has changed. No, and this and this, and this this delves back before, it stems back to before Karanka was here, doesn't it, as well? Yeah. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I think we've yeah. won. I think we've won eight games. Yeah. Of, I think we've won. We've won eight games now out of, out of over fifty in the calendar year. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just you know, it's like we said it. We said it last week, but a year ago, after we lost the cup game at Leicester, Pep had gone forty. Was it fourteen games unbeaten? Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we give anything for that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. How many games are left? <laughs> 11, isn't it? 11 or 12, yeah. <laughs> so that ain't going to happen. I mean, Unless you keep you're saying it. In which case, you've got that. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another one is the long, the long ball, the long throw ins from Roberts, yeah? Mm. How many goals have we scored from then? Uh, Zero. Was it one? No, no, no. Well, we did. We, we, scored, we, scored, one scored, of, we scored one down at we scored one down at Millwall that was disallowed wrongly. Mm. But the, we, we've never we've never scored one that actually counted. From, it's not exactly one. the Rory Delap dilapidator or the Andy Leg long throw that we all remember from Barry <laughs> days, is it? No, no, no. Uh, as John John Smith has just said, uh, fourteen minutes unbeaten would be good. <laughs> yeah, see, they could chuck one in at the pace of a corner. You know, it would fly in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the length it got. It got extreme speed with it as well. Yeah. There was a guy at Trammy who was brilliant at it as well. Dave Challoner, who was one of the best. Challoner, yes. Long throw yeah. experts. Who but, was the guy back in the day who used to take his throw in and his arms would spin around like that? I can't remember. Everton, I think he played for back in the seventies. Oh, no. we no one's as old as you are. They? Anyway, on. that's one for the listeners. I'm sure they'll come up with the answer. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's bring Gillian. Anyway, Gillian, how long you work for the Blues, mate? Um, I've worked for the Community Trust for around about 14 years. Um, so yeah. started off in the uh, what was the Centre of Excellence. You must have been uh, three. You must have been three when you started, then, guy. <laughs> 35 now, lads. I'm nothing. No. Under. <laughs> I've got underpants older than that. 40. That's it. But now I started off with, I know you had uh, Marcus Pints on the show the, the other week. So me and Pints uh, were in the same team growing up. Yeah. Um, obviously, Pints did a little bit better than me, kept me out. <laughs> we, we played in the same position. Um, yeah. And then from there, really just uh, moved on, kind of went into some other roles um, and then came back to Birmingham. Yeah, around about 14 years ago. I've been here ever since. Crikey. Yeah. And Dave Twine, it was Richardson for Chelsea. Oh yeah, it was Hutchinson. Yeah, Hutchinson, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did you have a Did you have a season? Did, did you come down as a fan before you sort of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, my, all my family are Blues fans, mm-hmm. so um, I used mm-hmm. to go down with my mum and dad, and then when uh, my brother arrived, I went with my brother. Um, and they all still go down now. I go down now. Uh, my missus goes down now. Um, so yeah, it's just it, it, it's kind of it's a difficult one because. You're asking me questions there, and oh, no. I, I see it. I see it firsthand, and I'm, I'm. I know it's difficult at the minute, but I know we can do it. I know we've got a strong group of lads, and I do believe in the lads. I believe in the manager, and um, like I said, I'm a Blues fan. It's tough for me to to watch at times, but I think we just all need to stick in there, and and uh, like we said, we'll we'll be alright. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately, you know, the expectation when he was appointed was for us to be a lot higher up than where we are now. You know, mm. and, and for one reason or another, it hasn't worked out that way. Um, but yeah, I'm with you as well. You know, I'd like, I'd, I really hope you're right. And I hope if it, if it is going to work out for him and we are going to get better and improve and longer term, it is for the better, obviously. I'm all for it. But, you know, you, you just, you, you, I'm not going to lie. I'm concerned about relegation well, let's, now. Let's have it right. The question stay or go is 
it's it's all semantics yeah. because he won't he's not going to go because no, it's a motive yeah because dong is you know he is dong's man and therefore whilst dong is still in charge if he were to dismiss karanka now that would be a huge um climb down on his part and he's already under pressure as the ceo um, yeah it's got to be uh, so i i i I, I, don't, I, I don't see it happening, Re- regardless of, of how results pan out in the next two or three weeks. Um, mm. I think Ranker will be here, come what may, till the end of the season, and then we'll see. Yeah. Mm. I just Very want cool. to say, sorry. I look forward to the Chilton talk show more than the games at the moment. Nice one. Thank you. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. Yeah. So, 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 sorry, so, I was going to ask. I was going to ask. Um, I was going to ask Ian. What was your What was your expectations uh, pre-season? You know that initial press conference. What, what mid- were you sort of- honestly, uh, Mark, mid-table mediocrity. Um, yeah. yeah. I actually, yeah. In, in a perverted kind of way, I craved that after the years yeah. of yeah. torment that we've all <laughs> suffered. Um, I wasn't stupid enough to think, "Oh, that's it. We're going to, you know." run away with it even yeah. though I think it's a weaker division than last season by and large I think Leeds yeah, I, think you're right, yeah. I think Leeds and West Brom were very very strong last year Norwich are coming on strong now in fairness to them but in general I don't think the division's as strong in terms of the 24 teams that are in it compared to a year ago but I do remember getting the you know you you, you tweet the message out that, that Karanka's got the job and you get replies from Forest fans and Middlesbrough fans going oh yeah yeah good luck yeah it, you know the sort of the sarcasm and you've got Middlesbrough promoted you know what more yes, could you want yeah but you wouldn't believe the number of Middlesbrough fans that got in touch with me Nick and still said yeah he got us up but it was dire he got us up but it was boring he got us up but it was would Not, you take that again? Yes, well, absolutely. Of course we would. So, of course we would. Of course we would. Uh, and the Forest fans were sort of, they were a little more positive about him, but not much. Their, their issue with him when they got in touch with me appeared to be more about how he'd spent his money in that January window not long before he went. They mm. were particularly enamoured with the, the, the quality of plays that he brought in. Mm. Um, so that... I I I was I'd have been happy with twelfth, thirteenth, honestly, and I'm not I'm not being clever or funny. That's genuinely what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season, me too. Just a yeah. season of nothing, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. and not even dallying with the playoffs. Um, and, and then it, if it was sorry, if it, if it was then a three-year plan, hmm. that's year one, year two you expect that progression, and yeah. year three you have to have that progression. Yeah. Well, what we have to remember is that we. That this, you know, Michael Morrison, when he left, was pretty much the last of the Rowett era of yeah. still at the club. So we've had the Rowett squad, the Zola squad, the Redknapp transfer splurge, the Cottrell signings, the Monk signings, the Clotet signings, and now the Karanka signing. Think of the, 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 the mess that that squad is in because of the, you know, the, the, different factions within it. Um, I think that's a thankless task for any manager, whether it's Karanka or whoever. Yeah. Bring those different factions together. And that's where I think Rowett and Monk do deserve a great deal of credit because they were able to pull 
warring factions together when they were in charge. They managed mm-hmm. to get the leadership they needed. But I think it's a huge problem for any manager to solve at any club where you, you've had such a succession of managers, revolving door of managers, different philosophies over five or six years. The mm-hmm. players, will just, and Paul Robinson told me, the players just get completely befuddled by it all and confused by it all because the, the, the philosophies change with the seasons, as in yeah. summer, wing, winter, autumn, spring, not the, the football seasons, the weather seasons. Mm. I, I don't think it matters what you do. If you know, I mean, I'm in sales, for example, and if you keep changing the sales director and the sales managers, then you know the, the sales people are going to be the same, aren't they? They're going to feel un, uneasy, and you know mm. they're not going to be able to settle, and 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 yeah, it just change after change after change is just uh, never going to give stability, is it? No. no uh, Steve Fortman says the uh, Forest fans I know were gutted when he left. And uh, James Ahern, listen to this one. I think we all hammer Karanka, but the players need to screw the nut as well and have a bit of yeah. self-pride and perform better. They're professional yeah. footballers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, lot, there's a lot of individual mistakes this season as well that have cost us goals, so we'll say that. Mm. And Brett Stanley, three-year plan. Relegation, promotion, promotion. <laughs> that was that was Barry's plan, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, back yeah. in '94, which didn't quite yeah. come off, but yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. Oh man, that '94 night changed tack a little bit now. Dan, you talk to... Sorry, mate, was you talking then? Yeah, yeah, no, no, carry on. Well, it's all right. There was nothing coming through my speaker. No. Um, you told us an amazing story uh, because it's just over ten years now since the Carlin Cup final. And uh, the story where you had to exit the stadium. So go from uh, just just prior to the goal. Well, where I was, I was there for TalkSport, part of the commentary team. I wasn't the main commentator. I was just there as the resident Blue Nose, um, probably to be poked with sticks because they all expected <laughs> Arsenal, to, as pretty much everybody else did, to turn up and win. So I was just going to be the fall guy. And we were on the TV gantry, which was opposite the the tunnel and the two benches and um so all the blues fans are to my left um and so i'm sat with uh, sam matterface who is the commentator stan collymore who is the pundit mm-hmm. myself then there was our our head of live sport sat just next to me villa fan and then james and laurie also from our production staff arsenal fans Sat just a little bit further to the left. And behind us was the last block of Blues fans in the top tier as the, <laughs> as the stadium went round. Mm-hmm. So Martin's scores and I, my professional mask slips, as you might imagine, and I go completely tonto. <laughs> um, and James and Laurie and Villa Matt are, they just want to sink into the chair and just disappear because all, all around is complete bedlam from the, the stands above and everything. Um, and Stan, in fairness to him, was really professional about it all um, and actually teed me up for a really nice question at the end of the game to ask me about my dear late dad and my granddad. Um, he understood how many thousands of Blues fans were no longer on the planet to see what they all wanted to see. And he knew that my dad and my granddad were, you know, uppermost in my thoughts and they were that day as I'm sure everybody has a, a Blues fan they wished had seen that who's no longer with us so anyway Stan was top man I know he gets a lot of clog but at that moment 
top class. So I have to very quickly get out of the stadium um, because I've got to go back to talk sport to do a phone in. And they've got a courier bike waiting for me on the other side of the stadium. And that's at seven o'clock. Yeah, seven o'clock. So the, the game finished at what? Just before six. Mm-hmm. So I've got to go round the perimeter of the pitch and get to the, the, the steps and get out. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking around the perimeter. I've got down to the, the to, to pitch level, walk around the blues end, of course. And there's just people in floods of tears and hugs and cries. just a beautiful sight. I will, it's, it's, it's in my mind's on. I'll never forget it. You're just seeing the joy of thousands of people barely believing what they're witnessing and trying to take it all in. I was too. We all were just yeah. trying to, take it all in as best we could. I get round to the steps that lead up to the, the, the exit kind of near the tunnel, just as the blues players are coming down with the trophy to start their lap of honor. And Alex McLeish sees me. He only knew me vaguely because he knew I was a talk sport reporter and knew I was a blues fan. I'm not even sure he knew my name, but he spots me as he comes down the stairs. Last of all, gives me a massive bear hug, nearly broke my ribs because uh, he knew how much it meant to me. I then dashed out the stadium ran to the Wembley Plaza, got on this courier bike that got me back to talk sport, bang on seven o'clock to do this phone-in, which was the best phone-in I've ever done in my entire most enjoyable phone-in. Blues fan, we were playing keep right on, you know, to, to people on their coaches, so people just get back, getting back in their cars. But there was an Arsenal fan that worked at talk sport that refused to come into the... He was meant to be in the building doing production work for the show that followed mine at nine o'clock. He refused to come in until he knew I'd left the building because he just, he couldn't. <laughs> left the building. <laughs> idea of, uh, of the grief that I was going to give him uh, for what had happened. But the Arsenal fans totally deserved what they got that day. Nothing because they were blasé from, from minute one. and Well, not from minute one. I'll tell you when they were blasé, right? Now, I was in that ground probably two hours before kickoff. Right? Mm. I wanted every single minute. I had no expectations of taking that cup back to Birmingham with us, none whatsoever. But I just, I was stood there with my three boys and I just wanted to soak that moment in. This is a major cup final. It's probably the only time in my lifetime that that's going to happen. Yeah, we did the the, 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 the Leyland Daff and that was very special in its own way. But this was a nationally recognised, well, internationally recognised trophy because, you know, we get into Europe for this yeah. one. Well, I was stood on that TV gantry and I was like you, Nick. I was in position very early. And mm. when the turnstiles opened, that away end away tomorrow, boom, yeah. full within yeah. no time at all. Oh, yeah, the Arsenal side, the Arsenal, side. The Arsenal fans kind of trickled <clears throat> in, yeah. you know, bit by bit. I mean, it was full by kickoff time, let's have it right, yeah. but they kind of trickled in. There was an air of, oh, here we are again, it's Wembley. Yeah. Short tube, tube right up from Holloway Head or, or Holloway yeah. Road, yeah. Holloway Head. Um, and, um, you know, they come out wearing tracksuits uh, and, you know, they'd have this thing about Fabregas was going to go up and lift the cup. Oh, was he really? Uh, so yeah, yeah. That, that attitude seeped through to me about their approach and our approach as fans. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, hang on. There, there's something going on here. There, there's, yeah. I've, got a, I've, I've got a better feeling about this than I did when I was driving down this morning. Absolutely. I don't forget the video, the short video that was played as well before the game, you know, before the game kicked That's off. That was, yeah. oh, brilliant. That's quality. That is so, so inspiring. That is, I should play that in the, in the dressing room every week. Yeah. Do you know what, do you know what sticks in my head? <clears throat> I remember, uh, I remember being on the top tier <clears throat> and I remember just after the goal, we, you know, we've gone celebrating, we've gone up to get the cup 
And I just remember being on that top tier and I was right at the back and I sort of turned back to sort of look outside the stadium. The Arsenal fans were walking past and they were just looking up in absolute awe at Key right on. And I saw so many of them with their flags and they were just snapping their flags in half. But you could just <laughs> tell they were just, they were blown away by it. They really were. And I'll always yeah. remember that. They were just looking up, behind the shoulders, looking up and they were snapping their flags. Some were going, you know, going ballistic, but yeah, it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. I always remember that best anthem in the world and the best fans in the world and every one of them every one of us deserves so much better than what we're going through at the moment you know mm. Mm. definitely, mm. definitely. Yeah. for me Ian, me Ian the absolute pleasure for me and I've said this so many so many times was standing there with my three sons next to me and when that final whistle went we were all crying I'm, we were all sobbing and I just said to him, take this moment in. This may never, yeah. ever happen again. Just enjoy this next oh. 10 minutes of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Look at that. Look at them goosebumps. Look at them. Yeah. Look at them beggars. <laughs> there were journalists in tears as well. You know, there were, you know, journalists and writers who, mm. you know, had either nailed their blues colours to the mast for all us mm. to know about for years or some that were a little bit, you know, less obvious about their, their love for the club. Because I had to go past the press box where the football writers were to get to the exit to get that bike. And there were floods of tears in the press box too. You know, it it, it affects those guys just as much. You know, the Easy. ones yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that are yeah. moment away and right for not just the, the mail, but the Express and Star or the, the guys that work the local beat for the national papers. You know, um, that was a sight to see, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, what a what a what a day! I mean, Darren Carter yeah. as well. His penalty in Cardiff always sticks in my head. That moment as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was oh man, I was all over the place. Was you there, Gilly, at that one? Yeah, I was at I was at both. Um, yeah. Cardiff Cardiff was obviously a lot different. Um, yeah. Wembley was unreal. One of my best mates was actually the kit man that day for Birmingham. Oh, he's, now, he's now at he's now at Cardiff, and we were speaking the other weekend when it was obviously the anniversary and. He was sending me videos and showing me photos inside the dressing room. And wow. he said it was unbelievable. As a Birmingham fan as well, to be obviously part of the staff on that day, he said it was absolutely unbelievable. He was telling me about Arsenal, like he's, all you guys have just said, they're just kind of very, very blasé. Even after yeah. the game, they took the shirts home with them, but the rest of the training kit, they just left it in the in the, in the dressing room. Um, and he said, yeah. he, he said it was really weird The I was listening to obviously some of the lads. I think Fozzy was on doing um, something maybe with you guys the other day, and he was talking about how Stevie Carr was in the tunnel and he was saying everything he was saying. And um, Carts was saying to me, he said that there definitely was an air in or something in the air that day where Birmingham were going to win that game regardless. The fans were on it, yeah, the were on it, the staff were on it, and he, he, he says to me, he said to me the other week, he said we were going to win that game regardless, we were going to win it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and 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 it was fair and square as well. It wasn't like a smash and grab, you know. But we were no. we were the better, we were the better team on the day, and we fully deserved it. Um, you know, most I think it was Keith. Was it Keith Ray? Yeah, post, yeah, the post. Yeah, yeah, far he hit the post, and we should have had a penalty on Lee Bowyer. Um, yeah, you know, but but going back to Carter's penalty, that moment for me was just unbelievable. You know, the the, the, the seasons that we'd waited in the playoffs to go up. You know, I think it was the fourth time of asking. And uh, yeah. if 
that was just some feeling when that well, went in. But that day, that day, I was um, working the touchline for for BRMB because Tom Ross and Kevin Broadhurst were in the other opposite yeah. stand. Yeah, and I was. I had these massive kind of Mickey Mouse ear defenders on that were like you know um, airport ear defenders that the engineer at BRMB had put speakers in, or so I could hear. Because you, if you were just wearing a a normal pair of um, headphones like. Um, like these sort of things that I'll just get up here, these sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. You can see a lot of people wearing these sorts of things. Yeah. You wouldn't have heard a thing in that place because the noise was incredible. So it was, they were like silencers. And if you might see, if you see the clip of the bench celebrate, even though the camera's going everywhere after Carter's penalty, you'll see little red ear defenders and me with me long hair going. <laughs> but Jeff Horsfield didn't know that Carter's penalty was going to be the winner. Jeff had lost count. Me Jeff too. Was, me, me too. Yeah, I was the same. Jeff was on the bench and he, he turned to me. He said, is this is this to win it? And I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to compose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But Jeff, the, all, all the players on the bench had completely lost count of, of of what the score was and what it meant. They were so, so caught up in it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Darren yeah. asked, didn't Daz ask as well the referee that day and said, "If I score this, do we go up?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was just emotionally drained when he took that up and and when he took yeah. the ball up to the, to the spot. And you know, I just remember two guys in front of us, like, and they just turned around, looked up at me, and went, "This will do it. This will do it, mate." And and that was it. You know, I just said it because I, yeah. I asked. I just said, "Is this is this it? If you put this in, and and yeah." And yeah. I mean, Jono, Jono, I'm not going to lie. I had a bad feeling in that one because when Jono hit the post, I didn't think it was our day. Mm. Well, when, when Robert scored for them, when you and Robert scored, it's like, oh, God. I yeah. thought it was game over, but, you yeah, know, luckily yeah. Jeff equalised. I, thought... I well, remember so... for Cardiff as well. Sorry, I was going to say, with Cardiff, it was like being in Brazil. It was that hot in the stadium. Sky Hill decided the roof should be closed because they, they didn't want the sunlight because it was a really sunny day, you might remember. But they yes, did half the pitch and sunlight and half in shade because it would have affected the cameras. So yeah. they said to both sides were shutting the roof yeah. uh, to so that you could get an even picture for the TV cameras. Mm-hmm. So you're right. In actual what you say, Mike, it was like Kuala Lumpur, wasn't it? It was just aggressively yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. humid and, and close and clammy. Yeah. Um and that was at kickoff time. So after 120 minutes of football, it was just you, you're trying to catch your breath. So yeah. it was a kind of portent of you know things to come that I saw in Brazil. You know where, where... <laughs> it was just so tense as well, wasn't it? And and it was so it was just such a stressful 120 minutes, that, wasn't it? And, you, and... Yeah, I mean, there was a different gut wrench against Arsenal. That yeah. penalty shootout was gut wrench beyond anything I've experienced. Yeah. In football before me, me too. Audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Thankfully, it was before the smoking ban, and you could smoke in stadiums. <laughs> and I smoked there. I nearly went through a whole bunch yeah, of. Yeah, I can't imagine you. Half time, right? I went, went through it. Went through here half time, and there must have been four hundred Birmingham fans crammed into this toilet, all smoking. We'll smoke where we want. We'll smoke. <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah. loads of people stood outside, and they were just shaking their heads and laughing. <laughs> That's proper management as well, though. By the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Chris, with another one for the, you. Uh... Oh, sorry, Nick. Another one for you, Dance, just before we finish, come off this subject. That iconic overhead kick from John Gale in 1990. Oh. Right. Oh, my God. This, this is uh, probably the only time I've been drunk at a football match. <laughs> I can't believe that. 
<laughs> I was I was in the Olympic Gallery at Wembley, so I was right up in the gods at at, at the old Wembley. Um, and I, I I don't drink normally. I'm not much of a drinker, but must have had four or five pints, which is enough to get me all over. The place. Uh, and I do remember the goal, but I I don't remember much after the goal went in. I think I must have sunk another. But yeah, I was absolutely. At drunk as a lord <laughs> yeah. uh, when that went in, which is, which probably normalised the goal. You know, if I'd been sober and watched that going, I, go, I can't believe he's done that. But because I was 10 sheets to the win, I thought, yeah, yeah, overhead kick. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. That was yeah. that that was the day when Dean Pierce should have scored one of the great Wembley goals yeah. of all time and hit the ball straight at the keeper, I think, when we one of the best sweeping counter-attacks I can ever remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pierre was was on the end of it, but couldn't couldn't finish it off. Yeah. I, always felt for, I always felt for Dean Pierre because he's the one that suffered when Hoddle moved into midfield when we went 4-1 up against Swindon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Question yeah. to both of our, question to both of our guests from me. If you could go back and relive one game at St Andrews, which one would it be and why? Go on, thanks. Go on, Dance. You go first, mate. Oh, um, <laughs> I love to read the game. Well, I, 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 I mean, there's a couple that spring to mind. There's one obvious one uh, against the Villa in 2002, the the Ankerman game. Yeah. But I think the Ipswich semi-final. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The year before, yeah. um, I went with a, a a a friend of mine, Mickey, who sadly passed away. Big blue nose, Mickey Coyle. And we um, we were in the um, the main stand that night, mm. and I don't think there's been an atmosphere like it no. since then. No. Since I think it was, agree. I mean, the, and the Ipswich fans contributed hugely to that atmosphere as yeah. well because yeah. they packed their part of the railway end. Yeah. But that was an extraordinary night. Yeah, the pitch was like a pudding, but um, that was an incredible night. I'd also an honourable mention for the game against Brentford in '94. Where oh, we yeah. beat them to get above oh, the yeah. table yeah. in 94 95. Sorry, where it's the yeah. running, and uh, Kevin Francis scored and turned his knee and yeah. scored in the open, and then Daishi gets the second. Goal, yeah. That was a brilliant night. I'd, I'd like to go back to that night because that that gets the goosebumps going for me a night like that when you know we had our destiny in our hands and we managed to you know mm. do what we went were meant to do, and then. A couple of weeks later, we beat Huddersfield, and, and that was it. We'd, we'd done the job. I think that's. Yeah. Where the, I think that's where the damage to the uh, cop has come from. That game, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was bouncing. It was bouncing. Yeah. What about you? What about you, Gilly? What would you say? I'd, I'd go with dance. Um, I think first time we played Villa, definitely yeah. massive, massive oh. moment. Obviously, as a Birmingham yeah. fan as well, for myself working at the club, um, Villa, and then I'd, I've got to say West Ham. I think in the. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, the semi-final. Yeah. The semi-final, yeah, when Guard scored, obviously to take us to to Wembley. Um, yeah. Obviously beating beating the Villa, um, and then going on to beat West Ham, and obviously then ultimately beating Arsenal. Um, it's got to be up there for me as well, definitely. Yeah. Even yeah. even the Fulham game a couple of seasons ago, last game of the season, Robbo's last yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah electric, good. absolutely mm. electric. And Dan, you you'll remember back in, you know. The, did you, did you start going in the 70s, did you? 
Yeah, 74 yeah. started going. It used to be 30, 40, 45,000 in there. Mm-hmm. And believe me, you tell you what, I tell you what, and I mean this, right? You think those were atmospheres. My God, go back to them days. And that right. was, I, that I, was I, something. I, it wasn't, it didn't just make you have goosebumps, mate. I tell you what, it made your air fall out. You had no room for goosebumps. You had no room for goosebumps. <laughs> it was so tightly packed. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you which other one I love when we beat Sheffield Wednesday to more or less secure promotion. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2 0, yeah. When, when Seb Larson scored that worldie from the halfway line. Halfway line, yeah. And it was a really nice sunny day as well. It was perfect to yeah. go right after, which we did. That's <laughs> yeah. a boy. I mean, yeah, definitely. growing up as a boy in the 70s, it was hard to take in the sheer volume of people that were going to watch, mm. you know, Trevor and mm. Ken Burns and, and, and whatnot yeah. when I started going. I got more of a handle on it when Jim Smith was was around. I do remember feeling really claustrophobic. It was one of Jim's first games in charge when he took over uh, against Arsenal, I think it was. Uh, and there must have been 40,000, 45,000 in there. And it was, I, I can't have been much older than 10 or 11. And I do remember feeling a little scared, you know, for the first, you know. Oh God, I was, I was totally, totally petrified when I first started going. Yeah, I've never seen so many people. Never heard. I mean, how did that roof not just lift off the cop when they started? Mm, no. Huh? Yeah. no idea. Yeah. And, and the, and the, and the, resi- the, the sound quality in that old stadium was actually better than the one that we've got now. Maybe so. Yeah, I don't know. You that don't remember, you know, I'd love to go back to just, just one game, just one game. And that was the, the game we played them from across the city. And they all were in the Tilton at that time. And they all bought little pink and blue balloons and was patching them on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was I, I think I was probably at the last I was probably at the last game that had a, a forty thousand plus game. I think it was correct me if I'm wrong, was it the Middlesbrough Cup game? I think it was forty eight thousand. Wow. I wouldn't know Christian. I remember the Watford Cup game when John Barnes turned it on. Oh, 84. Sixth round tie. Yeah, that was um, What was that, 80... 84? 84, yeah. That must have been 40,000 that yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, do you want to do the... Uh, should we do the U? Oh, yeah, OK. Uh, yeah. Right. So okay. what we do now, if you've not seen it before, what we do now is we've got a recording of an ex-player speaking <laughs> and we've got, to, we've got to try and guess who it is. Yeah. Not Blues related, West Ham 1 leads nil. OK. <laughs> Tell me, are you ready? Yeah. Here we go then. Who is this? Well, you're always looking, you know, you're always looking ahead to to, uh, to the next season. You know, um, it's obvious the second years, they're getting a bit anxious now, you know, because it's coming up to that time where decisions are going to be made. So if you if you think you know, tell us the, sur- the, the first name, sorry, the first letter of his surname and let's see if our viewers can get it. So if you think you know, tell me the first letter of your surname, just so you know. Do you want to play it again, Sam? Tough on that. Go on then. Here we go. Well, you're always looking. You know, you're always looking ahead to to uh, to the next season. You know, um, it's obvious the second years they're getting a bit anxious now. You know, because it's coming up to that time where decisions are going to be made. That's Birmingham-related, Paul. Yeah, the next Blues player. <laughs> Somebody said Megan Mark. Okay, people, no, no. down to the people, I ain't got a clue as normal. Well, there were a debate and deciding that one, Ian. Tell us what you're doing musically at the moment. Um, well, of course, in terms of live performance, I've not 
it's exactly a year ago this week that I played my last gig because I've I've been doing a theatre uh, rock production uh, called Leather and Lace, which is like a seven piece band that plays classic rock tracks from the seventies and eighties and a little bit of early nineties. You know, Toto and Foreigner and Journey and yeah, sort of some of that, yeah. Ario Speedwagon things like that. Yeah. And our last show was in uh, Felixstowe in Suffolk, and the drums have stayed in their cases ever since that weekend. But I am in the midst of um, making a third solo album because I've got two solo albums out. Um, the first came out in 2013. That was called Prove You Wrong. Yeah. And the follow-up came up in 2015. That was called Second Time Around. Uh, and I'm about I don't know, halfway through, I, I would say, putting this cool. new together. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. Marvellous, wonderful. Well, while we're talking about music, Chris, there's a, a 100-year-old gentleman who's recorded a version of Keep Right On. Yes. And uh, he wants to raise a thousand pounds. We're already owed that thousand pounds, so we here at the Tilton Talk Show want to push it tonight, if we can, to one thousand five hundred. Yeah. Um, he's one hundred years old, right? Okay, so that means he was born in nineteen twenty-one. Before you, right? before you. Um, <laughs> do you, do you, do you, have you got details of his name, Chris? Can have you got it? Because uh, I can't find. It. I'll get it up. Uh, in You'll get it. Okay, yeah. one hundred years old, and this oh. gentleman wants to raise enough money. Uh, I don't know what he's raising it for, actually. I, I literally saw it two minutes before mm. the show called yeah. and didn't really have time to digest what was going on. Played the tune, obviously. It's a great version of Keep Right On as well. Mm. Um, and, he, and he even says, uh, when it says Keep Right On to the end, throw the bend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is where we've all been going at the minute, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but it'd be great, great if we, at the Tilton Talk Show, and you guys out there could uh, do your bit and get this guy up to £1,500. Yeah. I believe it's, um, mm. I think it's for Help for Heroes, Nick. I beg your pardon? Uh, help for Heroes. I think that's yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the gentleman's name is, uh, is it Charlie Pallet? Yes, Charlie. Charlie. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. I should have written it down earlier, but I was like, no, I was no. lit at a time. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so nobody's, Charlie... um, nobody's got the who yet. Ray Hobro's gone for Nigel Gleggle, and I'm going to give the first clue. He played with Nigel Gleggle. Ooh, that era. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Any All idea, right. Gilly? Um... Any thoughts, Craig? No, it's a real, real tough one. He's it's hard. Talking, he's obviously talking about um, academy players either staying or getting released. So that mm. might be a clue. I'm mm. not too sure. I'd be quite intrigued to find out who it is, actually. Mm. So no, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are. Ray's got it. Ray, Ray Hobro's got it. It's been so overseen. <coughs> ah. And it sounds... Have you got it yet, Paul? Yep, someone's got it. Yeah, Ray Hobro was first. We've been so overseen, yeah. Not um, busy, yeah. Right, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so Gilly, 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 tell us about what you've been doing during the lockdowns then with your um, coaching and stuff. Mm. Yeah, so obviously as part of the, the Community Trust, it's been quite difficult because, as we're all aware, we haven't been able to do much grassroots activity and lockdown's been stopping and starting. Um, we're just starting to get back on our feet now. I've been doing a lot of virtual coaching sessions. Um, so we did, during the February half term, a virtual camp live from St Andrews every day. Um, yeah. So that was brilliant. We had 32 young people um, sign up for the, the uh, virtual camp. So that was Absolutely. excellent. And then every Saturday morning, live from St Andrews again, um, from 10 till 10.30, I've been running a free Saturday morning coaching session um, where we've had anything in between. I think we had 64 on Saturday just gone. Um, and we've had up right. to 170, 180 um, that people that have been filtering in and filtering out. Um, so we've been doing that um, and then we've just been getting various things up and running. So 
We're about to launch the back end of this week, a 19 to 24 traineeship, um, where the, the people that sign up for that can obviously gain some qualifications, some real life qualifications. Um, so we've linked with a local rail, rail network company, Vital Birmingham, or Vital Human Resources, based in Tisley. Um, so we'll get these people in, 1924, anyone that's out of work, um, bring them into St Andrews, um, put them on a 12-week traineeship. As part of that, then, they get a full qualification where they can go and work on, on the rail um, and be employed, ultimately, and, and go back into some sort of work. So we're trying to help those, as we said, the unemployed in the city. Um, we're also offer, offering sports uh, traineeships where we'll offer some sports coaching as well. Um, and then we've still got our disability programs that I know obviously you guys have supported before um, and our degree and 16 to 19 programs um, where we've still been doing all their, their online lessons during lockdown. We're just about to go back to training on Wednesday as part of their PE um, curriculum. Um, but yeah, we're still doing all that. So we're still fairly active. How do you go regarding funds, Craig? Craig, how do you go regarding funds? You still, you still, you still getting trying to get the funds in yourselves, or is it? Yeah. So we are um, obviously part of Birmingham City Football Club, but we're the registered charity for the football club. Mm-hmm. Um, so our role for for the football club is to go out, offer um, provision to young people, um, where we can try and go and make a difference to those in our local community. <laughs> We're just about to um, start a charity walk. So that's going to be on St. George's Day. Um, so again, we'll get some information out on social media. But from the help of you guys as well, and I've got to give you guys a massive shout out um, for obviously um, donating and sponsoring some of the football camps where every child that attends the football camp during the Easter half term will be given um, obviously an Easter egg, um, a calendar, a Birmingham City calendar, um, and then various other prizes as well. We're looking to do some shirt giveaways and things such as that. Um, and that's just been obviously from you guys. So a massive thank you from myself and, and all the staff at the Community Trust for making that donation over the last few days. It's been brilliant. Brilliant. But we also have to give massive thanks to every single person out there that listens, watches, uh, because I've got a feeling that uh, you may be getting a few more contributions soon. Yeah, yeah, and, and, it, and it is it is a fan thing. We we're all together. I mean, a lot of people who watch this show, that they they're the donators. So it's they are yeah. It, yeah, is, it is it is a family thing. Yeah, we're all we're, in it together. We're all in it. From from us as a community trust, we're, we're there's a lot of us that are massive blues fans, and as I said, and we we keep saying it. We we want to do well. We want to give back to the community. I um I posted something on social media. I think it was yesterday or the day before from um, a parent whose eight-year-old son attended our virtual camps and mm. they said he'd been, it'd been really difficult during lockdown, he'd struggled, et cetera, et cetera, with all the homeschooling. Um, and by doing what we did during the half term, it gave him a massive lift and a massive boost. That's and like, we've, like we all say as, as staff at the Community Trust, we want to give back to the community. Um, I'm, I'm a massive Birmingham fan. I've, I was brought up in Sheldon. My parents were brought up in Smallleaf and Aycott's Green and, I want to give back to our local community. And by seeing that message either 24, 48 hours ago, gave me a massive boost going into the into the workplace this week. And obviously all the staff um, at the Community Trust and the football club mm-hmm. appreciate all the uh, people's support on, on the Tilt and Talk show. So, no, 
Thanks, but from myself, I'm sure Ian, from Mark, from Paul and from Chris and from every single person who watches and listens to these shows, well done. Yeah. Well yeah. done, mate. You do, a you, know what? you do a fantastic job. Heads up too. to you, bud, for doing so. And you don't stop working. You're always working. It's one of them. It's If yeah. you're a fan, it's like dance will tell you. If if you're a fan, it's it's in your blood. You don't you don't give up, and we strive for the best. Like I said, we've we're launching these traineeships, and someone said to me the other day, "But you're a football club. Mm. Why, why are you doing rail qualifications?" And I said, "Listen, you look out there now at the amount of work on HS2 and and things such as that. We've got to be a little bit different to other football clubs. So um, mm. as I said, we've we've one of my good friends who you guys know, Ian Connor at the uh, Boardy yeah. Labour. Yeah, um, what a Top man. He he's the um, the rail manager for for Vital, and we sat down and we just said, listen, let's be a little bit different. Let's let's try and run something where we can get more people in the local community in between those nineteen to twenty four ages back into employment, back into work, um, and try and make this the best community trust that we can do, and something that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're looking to do. So if there is anyone out there, guys, that's interested in anything like that, we'll be launching it. Uh, back end of this week, it will start within the next month. Um, get yourself on the course; it's all funded, um, so it's free of charge. And, and get yourself out there, and we'll help and support you. Sounds Great, it's fantastic. my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely applaud you. Well done, well yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. You do a great job, fantastic. Great yeah. work, yeah, yeah. Ian, this is what this show and we are, are all about. It's all about. It is all about. Everybody else, the community. I've got no status or whatsoever. Neither is Chris, Mark, or Paul. And we don't want any. You know, we're Birmingham City fans, and it's in the blood, and it's it's making my hairs stand up on my arms again. Just in my head, even my head's got goosebumps. What? Just need to mention that word. It's been twelve months since I've heard a proper rendition of Kate Right On. You know, twelve months since we've heard that live, ladies and gentlemen. And hopefully, we're coming out of this awful, awful. Dog, can't say the other word, yeah. of the yeah. last two years. Yeah? yeah? yeah, yeah. The last yeah. Eight, 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 12 months. It seems like it's two years. It seems like two years. Just the worst. Like, dance. You yeah. know what, mate? I'm, I'm 60 on Christmas Day. I've never mentioned my birthday is Christmas Day. <gasps> I'm 60 this year. 6 right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I might not have many seasons left in me. No. I've missed one, you know? And, it's, and it hurts and it hurts and it hurts. And it's like... Well, yeah. I can't explain it. It's just like somebody's taken a big part of your life away. Your life, not in terms of, of you know, a death or, or anything like that, but it's just it's just that, that thing that you look forward to on a weekend. Yeah, no, and, I, you know, yeah. win, lose or draw. If we lose, I'll come back and kick the cat and throw a toilet roll at the missus. If we win, well, you can speak to me for the rest of the week. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear this, you know, and I need to keep hearing it because, of course, I'm in a really privileged position that I'm getting to go to Stadia still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Later. yeah. You know, mm. I'm off to Blackburn tomorrow night. Nobody there at the minute, I'll be honest with you. Sorry? Mm. I, I don't think I'd want to go with nobody there at the minute. Well, you have... Yeah, it's horrible in that sense. You, it, yeah. it is what it is. I'm having... There's the way it ought to be and there's the way it is. I'm having to deal with the way it is at every ground I visit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, there's 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 ways and means in which you can um, approximate the job that you do. For example, when I'm at a game, um, I have the option. My producer can feed 
fake effects into my headphones yeah. that I can commentate against. So you feel like, you know, you're talking, you're fighting against something. Because in reality, once the whistle's gone, whether there are fans in the stadium or not, my concentration is on that pitch. I'm not popping on it. Television, yeah. Um, so I've had to wrestle with that. Um, and yes, you feel very self-conscious about the fact that you're going to work at a stadium that everybody else wants to go to and can't. Yeah. Don't, okay. okay. It, it's horrible. And it, yeah, but, w- but without you there, at least, or yes. and, and, you know, people in, mm. in your industry, without you guys there. No, but you, you, still, anyway. you still have that incredibly self-conscious feeling because... You arrive at where was well, I? Here and nobody mm. else is. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you go to a place like um, Reading, where I was on Saturday, and Reading is a ground which is notorious for being almost impossible to get away from after mm. full time because there's just that mm. one road out back to the A33 takes you yeah. an hour to get back to the motorway, the M4, or whichever way you want to go. But of course, now you finish the game, you don't do any post match interviews. You pack your equipment up, you get in your car, and you're straight back on the motorway. And it's wow. See, we don't see this. You know what I mean? Dar. You know because it's it's eerie. And Reading is is a it's got massive car parks. You know which are normally Cramped, there's yeah. not a space to be had. And you pull your car into the media car park, which is just opposite the the, the hotel that's on the complex. Uh-huh. You can almost see the tumbleweed blowing across the the car park. Yeah. Yeah, I, I take your point, Nick. Yeah, you do, yeah. in, in my position, you have to go in there, and you, you you're being a professional. You're a professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to go in there because you're there in place of the thousands of people that want to be there and can't. Not, you're not only in place, not only in place here. So I have to keep. You know, I'm not only in place of. Sorry, not only in place of, but on behalf of as well. Yes. So I, I've probably concentrated more than ever in the last eight or nine months since Project Restart kicked in in June on my commentary and really, you know, Mm. doubled down on making sure I do the right things and I don't waffle and I actually describe the action of what's going out in front of me rather than just getting knee-deep in in stats and things like that that really aren't in. You know, my my job is to, you know, allow those people into the stadium in 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 a strange kind of way. Um, the The responsibility isn't lost on me, I can promise you that. Um, no, uh, and you know, um, the one one of the few grounds I haven't been to since restart is St Andrews. Actually, I've not had the, I've not had the chance to go. Uh, Won't get in the cop or the silt, and they're both falling down. Yes, well, apparently so. Um, <laughs> the main stand, oddly enough, is still hanging in there. But uh, Ray Hobro main stand is the Ray Hobro main stand. Yeah, we call it Ray Hobro stand. Yeah, yeah. Corrected. So you both. Um, so that really. I really, really, really want to know the answer. I've been dying to ask you for ages, right? Okay. How the hell do you remember all these players' names? I can't even remember our own team half the time. Well, uh, what I've got here, I mean, I've I've got a load of notes here that I've got uh, written down because I'm off to uh, Blackburn Swansea tomorrow. Yeah. So, like, um, I've got, that's just basics about the game. That's all the other games that are going on tomorrow night. So, you know, if a goal goes in, in yeah. League One, League Two, I know what's happening, and then I've got individual, oh my god, like player squad lists for Blackburn and Swansea, and it's you all prepare. you prepare. A, a, <laughs> they're, the, they're the names it, of the supporters. <laughs> fail to prepare, prepare to fail. That's yeah. the yeah. right. But the thing is, you, um, because I write it down, I don't 
you know, type it out. I don't use um, apps or anything. I'm pretty old school. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it actually helps commit it to memory a little bit better, in fairness, Nick. So, um, and you do get to see teams more than once. You know, I've seen Swansea three or four times this season. I've seen Norwich three or four times, Bristol City four or five times. It's just the way it's fallen. You know, mm. you get set to a... Yeah, I, get it. I, I get that, but I just can't... Rem- I, you know, if a team came to Blues, I, I don't... I wouldn't know one of their players. Not one. Not one. No. Well, that, but no. that's the thing. Yeah. I, I probably would have been the same as you, Nick, going into, you know, the mid-90s. Mm. I got the job at BRMB. Within a year, I was working for Tom as a reporter, off-air commentator, and then a commentator. And right from the off, you were doing off-air commentaries. Even yeah. if you were just doing updates... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at Warsaw, which is the first club I started reporting on when Ray Graydon was manager, you were doing off-air commentary because they had tape machines running on all the games back at base. So I had to have knowledge. Chesterfield were the first team I saw Warsaw play back in 1999, I think it was. So I had to do prep on them. And this is very early days of the internet. Mm. So there wasn't the plethora of football websites to get the information you needed. You basically right. had the club websites, which were pretty Spartan and pretty basic at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember I did a shed load of prep on Chesterfield. You know, I knew what, you know, Daryl Morris had for tea on Tuesdays, that sort of thing. And then they run out for the game, Warsaw um, in their red shirts with the white numbers on the back. And Chesterfield run out in these kind of navy blue shirts with a, a light pinstripe and cherry numbers on the back. Couldn't make out a single number. Could not make out a single flipping number. It took me 25 minutes to work out who was who. But luckily, no goals had gone in by that time. But that was a, but that was the start of it, Nick. That was the start having to have that knowledge about everybody who's on the pitch. And it just develops, and develops over time. And trust me, if, you, if, if you're doing it every week, if you're doing it every two or three days, your knowledge increases Exponential. Second nature, doesn't it? I would imagine. Have you, have you, got, have you ever dropped any funny clangers here? Like said any, any players' names wrong or anything like that? <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, oh, go I, on. I, just recently, I, I think I regularly referred to the Liverpool right back as Trent Alexander Armstrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a singer from the 1980s. <laughs> so I did the old pointless uh, reference uh, by mistake for him. Um, but you always have to be careful with certain players. Uh, oh, Jack. Hunt and Kenny Lunt were two <laughs> players. Uh, oh, you know, it's uh, a nightmare, man. Careful with. Nightmare. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, in terms of Jack Hunt, you have to make sure you usually stick with just the surname. Quickly, <laughs> you're in trouble. And Kenny Lunt, who used to play for Crew, you might remember that yeah. name. Remember. Yeah. It just it got into your head that you, you'd you'd switch the the first letters around the wrong way, and you'd be in you know. It'd be all over. <laughs> um, is it because is it you're overthinking, like, don't do no, it? Don't absolutely, do yeah. You're, you're overthinking it. You, you, you put yourself that. under pressure, and that can be a recipe for disaster. So, um, ah, It's caught tonight. Paul, take us away on the 1-11. to 11. I'll think of the last 15 whilst you're doing it. Quick. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, so Ian and Gilly, we've asked you both to do your 1-11, to 11, haven't you? So, um, Gilly, do you want to go first? So this is your 1-11 to 11 from the players you've seen play for us. We'll do, we'll do it quick fire. Quick fire then, so 1-11, to 11, uh, Benno and Goal, so Ian Bennett, uh, Gary Rowett, Liam Daish, Steve Bruce, Martin Granger. Whoa. Wow, uh, what a back four that is. Ryan Hughes, Stan Lazaridis, Martin O'Connor and captain, and Jose Dominguez. Oh. With 
Christoph and Horse up top. And then on the the bench, I'd have uh, Ben Foster, Paul Devlin, uh, Tacey, Graham Hyde and Dele Adebola with the manager. Who's going to win? 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 Who's going to is the goalkeeper. Uh, Dave Langan at right back. Joe Gallagher and Darren Purse oh. as the centre-halves and Martin Granger at left back. And then in midfield, I actually played uh, Trevor Francis as right winger just so I could get him in and get two of the strikers in because he played as a winger, you know, but just as often as anything else. Uh, Robbie Savage and Brian Hughes in the middle. Oh. And Stan Lazaridis out left. And then Fassell and Dugarry as my oh. uh, strike force. So a four-four-two, which could be a four-three-three. We're going yeah, to win yeah. Champions League. <laughs> captain, cap, captain. Yeah. Okay, captain. that's fifteen minutes. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Captain, captain. Yeah, Percy was my captain. A manager. Percy right. would be captain. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Goodwin. Oh, the manager. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What a, manager. what a bloke. Proper. Okay, okay that's, that's a very good team. As you know, ladies and gents, girls and boys, uh, Ian Danter is with us from Talk Sports tonight. Is uh, creating his own album so it's anything to do with being on stage anything to do with being on stage right and football anything to do with being on stage and football or anything to do with being in the whole theater arena okay and football off you go okay. let's see how you do tonight <laughs> uh, lots, lots on the lots on the um, box regarding the teams both say both saying class teams both of you uh yeah. says, what a team for both yeah, a brilliant one to eleven says Ray. Yeah, I bet, I bet it was tough, Gilly, picking between Gary Rowett and Stephen Carr, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was tough picking a lot of positions. To be fair, I had to. Uh, I had to actually phone a friend. I, uh, <laughs> I got my dad. I had to get my dad on the phone. Oh, hey, uh, Dad, give, give me a hand at this. I only had a quick forty-five minutes notice. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went through it. As I said, my uh, my mum and dad took me all over the shop with my brother as well. So. Yeah, I, I had the same problem. I had loads bubbling under, like like Devs, uh, as you mentioned, Gilly. You know, uh, Devs was definitely in there as somebody who was brilliant. <laughs> Malcolm Page, I could have picked him at centre half. Um, yeah. He could have played anywhere, actually. Malcolm Page. Oh my God! How do they do this? How do they do this? Right? Are you ready for this? Like, okay, they're the, 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 the flying in. We've got stage Lazaridis, uh, Mike <laughs> Mike Taylor, Mike Stand Lazaridis. Uh, Jürgen Flop. Uh, Jeremy shouted out, come on! It's his birthday, it's his birthday today. today oh yeah, I read that. It's his birthday, yeah. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. Jeremy. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jeremy. Come on, Blues. Happy birthday to you. Here we go. Curtain Davis. Oh. <laughs> Stephen Red Carpet. Oh. I, I can see the... I can Robbie see. Lily Savage. Actor <laughs> Bellerin. <laughs> Nigel... Uh, Gleg Frenchhorn. <laughs> Marco Grease Painter. Mm, I want one that's going to make me laugh, guys. I want one that's going to take me down. You want to get my, my missus on this one because when she goes to football, she embarrasses me. She, she was um, a dancer and she changes various things. So a red card and a yellow card is a ticket. So you, you have a return ticket and, oh, it's crazy. A programme's a brochure. 
The pitch is the stage. <laughs> I have all sorts of random things. It's just, just so embarrassing. What's your most embarrassing moment on air, uh, Ian? Uh, easy, that. Uh, I threw up on air. No. <laughs> you, you must be commentating at Villa Park. No, no. This, I, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the story as brief as I can. But Yeah, please. I played the gig. Uh, in Starbridge the night before with the Kiss tribute band I used to be in yeah. and they fed us pizzas at the end of the night and there was I must have had a dodgy slice of pizza because I drove home got up the next morning early to drive to London and I was feeling a bit queasy all the way down I was on air at midday with um, Jason Cundy and Alvin Martin that was the show I used to do so we're going back to about 2008-2009 and we're about 20 minutes into the show and I'm suddenly feeling really really queasy um, <laughs> and there's a, a massive dustbin just to my right, that we put, used to put used texts and emails in, you know, a piece of paper with all that in there. Chris has got one under his desk in case he needs to go for a wee. And <laughs> so I was asking Jason a question about club versus country. I asked him the question, and as I finished asking the question, I thought, this is it. And I just leant over and blew chunks into this thing. <laughs> I, the next thing I remember, I woke up in uh, what we used to affectionately call Trap 2, which is one of the toilets just outside the entrance to the... Yeah. I was in the fetal position. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, I'd just I, I'd been sick. Thankfully, just into the bin, but I'd then collapsed on the floor, um, crawled to the toilet, and then they they put me into the the, the green room. But yeah, there's a there's a clip that's never been aired on Talk Sport since oh. by Ben Jacobs. Oh. I know it exists because it's been played to me. You can you can just faintly hear the uh, the spattering <laughs> against the um, the black bin liner. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Dan's green room. Yeah. What, sorry? Green room. Was oh, yeah, very green. But I had to drive home that night as well, so I was feeling really bad. Drove home. And I think it was a night that Greece qualified for a, a World Cup or something, and I got stuck in traffic for an hour because there were Greek fans celebrating in central London. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I was it was after the one, the Euros, you know, four. No, 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 no. It was later than this. I think they qualified for a World Cup or something. It might have been 2000. Oh, okay. okay. It wasn't the day after the Leyland Up Cup final. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But that that was a horrible. That, that was a twenty four hour norovirus thing, right? Because the next day I went home, went to sleep, got up the next day. I felt okay, so it was a twenty four hour thing. But um, that actually, yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Uh, but at that Jason Cundy ended up doing his first ever show as a presenter that day, rather than a pundit, because he had to take over from me. So you know. <laughs> He always has to credit me with starting his broadcasting career. Uh, <laughs> whilst I'm talking to Huey and Ralph on the big white telephone. Oh, brilliant. Okay, we've got, we've got hotter chocolate at the interval. Andy Breaker, uh, Steve Bruce Forsyth, Walter Panto Diani. Oh, I like yeah. that one. I like that one. Yeah. Compare Groves. Uh, inter interval Milan. I like that one. That's, That's a pretty good one. Script on together. Say that again. Say that again. Bally Fry. Bally Fry. <laughs> oh, it's on bro again. Oh my god, he's got a stand named after him. He's that famous. Oh, show <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's gone. He's gonna go when he sees this one. Understudy on Dublin, ding dong, <laughs> ding dong bell. Ding dong, 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 dong. Uh, David Sylvia, the conductor. All right. Okay. Kevin Broadway. That's not a bad one. Jonathan Spectator. <laughs> 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 
That's not the Quincy Proms. What about Rigobert's song? Variety performance. That's the winner. That's the winner, that is. That's definitely the winner. The Joe Royal Variety performance. Oh, my God. Daily Abadola. I don't get that one. Neil Dan. It's a band, isn't it? Abba? Abba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> they never fail week after week after week. They never fail and never let the side down. And we've had some right random last 15 minutes. Matt Green room. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, um, what about Alex Song? Yeah, oh, Alex Song, yeah, yeah. yeah. Earth, Wind and Maguire. Earth, Maguire. Earth, Wind and Maguire. <laughs> Earth, Wind and Maguire. I thought we were going to get three. When, did you see Alex Song in his taxi turn up to the training ground? <laughs> bit of an odd, bit of an odd and wingy moment that wasn't it? Uh, when yeah. Harry trying to get him, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just asking Gilly if he was at the training ground when he turned up in his A to B taxi. I wasn't to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, hey, who was that? Alex Song. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When he, Do you know he, what? He, that, yeah. was, that was a little talk moment. That wasn't it, Chris? Brilliant. It was yes, one never yeah, to forget. Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. Stand up, Lazaridis. Stand up, Lazaridis. Like <laughs> 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 sitting home, isn't it? Half time <laughs> into Valerie. Oh, God. I've come over all unnecessarily. <laughs> Stand up, Lazaridis. <laughs> oh, God. Who did it, Chris? <laughs> Brett Stanley. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. Oh, Brett. <laughs> I'm overcome with emotion. <laughs> Oh, golly, golly, golly. Right, okay. Oh, Compose yourself, Nick. I know, I know. Right. Try and pretend you're a we didn't, we didn't get a win against Barnsley. We certainly didn't get a draw. So, next game is... <laughs> <laughs> you forgot. Bristol City. Bristol City. <laughs> I'd be no good as a commentator, would I? You'd be no oh, good, good, no good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are no good at this. <laughs> Oh man, they've, they've really done me tonight, mate. I promise you. Oh god, I'm sweating like a pig. <laughs> oh dear. Right, next next up is who? Bristol City. Right, Bristol City. That's got to be at home, surely, hasn't it? Yeah, it is at home. Yeah. Uh, I've seen I've seen a lot of Bristol City lately. Both the back end of um, Dean Holden's time, and I saw. Sorry, Ian, can you put the accent on, mate? No, no, because <laughs> <laughs> we know. Who um, so I saw the back end of Dean Holden's time and I saw Nigel Pearson get the 3-1 win at, at Swansea. Obviously, it's he's suffered a little bit since then, but his first game in charge went well enough. Um, they they weren't well, they were playing three at the back when he arrived, but he'll play four because Nigel Pearson, kind of in his managerial career, has always kind of played four at the back and then uh, built it from there. Um, Jeju and Wells were striking up a decent partnership that I saw. Um they're missing a few creative players. Callum O'Dowd has been out for some time, who's normally really good in their central midfield. Um, uh, Jamie Patterson, who, who's at Warsaw, is another one that normally can create, but he's been in and out of the side. Um, they had a kid playing left back or left wing back, Riley Towler, who was only 18, who they Watford definitely got at in a game I saw. So if he plays, whoever plays on our right, you know, should try and get behind him, expose him, and, and get him behind. Um, but they're they're. Pretty solid, Bristol City. Uh, solid, if not, unspectacular. Not to hear, to be honest with you. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, Dan, send a uh, score prediction. Uh, that'll be a one all, I think. One one. Chris Brown. Uh, I'm gonna go for a I'm gonna go for a two nil Bristol. Mark Adam. I'm gonna go for a nil uh, nil nil. Nil nil draw. Uh, Craig. I'm going for a draw. Okay, Paul. Two one blues. Two one blues. Uh, I can't see us getting anything from it, I'm gonna be honest with you, so I'm gonna go nil one. And I, and I know it's depressing it's not normally like me, but there you go. Hey, <laughs> what can mm. I say? Mm. It's a long road, isn't it? That's it is a long road. But again, but hopefully, you know, hope, hope, I was going to say, hopefully by August, we might start slowly getting back in, no matter what league we're in. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Okay, it's crossed for the last five minutes to remember something, and I forgot what I was trying to remember already. <laughs> Absolutely. Just we're, the way I like. We're, tra- we're, tra- we're trading you in, definitely. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you trading me in. What are you going to get? <laughs> a clapped out 1967 Skoda. <laughs> <laughs> a good one from Pete Taylor here. Les, Les Ferdinand Miserable, Miserables. Oh, Miserables. Miserables. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ian oh, Downstage Danter. <laughs> Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs. Oh, Two minutes to nine already in an hour yeah. and a half. Gone. Gone, gone, gone. Where the hell's that? Going? Uh, it's not an hour and a half. Won't get back because this is recorded and it goes out on Switch FM tomorrow night tomorrow as night. well. Yeah. Switch FM uh, all across Birmingham tomorrow night. So if you're driving home tomorrow night, you better listen to this back in your car. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> what, a, what a show this has been. You know what? Great memories. We've talked about Wembley. We've talked the Ipswich, the West Ham game. Um, you're you're uh, throwing up in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's showbiz, folks. <laughs> the last 15 minutes, 1 to 11, you gentlemen. And I'll tell you what, what teams they were. My goodness me. Well done for coming up with those names. Brilliant. You advantage, because you can remember Joe Gallagher. Well, you know, that's the first team I remember. And, you know, that kind of sticks with you. When there was he played in the first game my daddy ever took me to. My dad held my hand up the Coventry Road, 1973 against Newcastle. And I fell in love that day and I've never been out. Never, ever, ever. Change the wife, change the car, change the house. Same football team. There you go. Yeah. Okay. In an absolutely cracker of a show tonight. Brilliant. I've had a, a right good laugh as well and mm. uh, picked up on some great memories. Yeah. Mark Adams, thank you so much. Mr. Robe. Uh, right. Thank you. hanging that hey, robe. Everybody has a week, eh? Do you use that robe in the week or is it just come out on a, oh, does it just come out on a Monday? It comes out on special occasions, like a Monday night. Monday <laughs> birthdays and, you know, christenings and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I've had a shave as well. I know, you do look fresh. fresh. I know. It's put 10 years on you. Yeah. <laughs> I said before we came, I said before we came on air, it was like Chris in the 80s. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I, think, I, think, I think it was 91 before I got makeup, so. Like the side parting today. Just very quickly, Gilly, I bet you've seen some funny things, ain't you, beyond the scenes, and, and any, any very quick funny pranks you can tell us about? Um... Ones that I was involved in or ones that I weren't involved in. Whatever you want, man. Ones that won't get you in trouble. Ones that won't get yeah, you in trouble. Say, there's a few that probably would get me in trouble. Save it for another day. Save it for another day. Save it for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to say that involves our old uh, kit man uh, who's now at yeah. Cardiff, but I think he'd probably kill me if I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I said anything about that one. But... I know he's listening tonight, and I know that he knows exactly what I'm talking about, so I'm going to save that one till another day. Oh, no. I'll tell you what, 
the uh, the the live the live stream goes up, and we're just six people talking together. Okay, <laughs> we've got to go because it's time, ladies and gents. Awfully sorry, we could have talked all night. To be perfect, honest with you, Paul Hipkiss. Thank you ever so much for your input once again. No problem. Pleasure as always. You know what? It only seems like two minutes ago when we said hello to everybody. Just <laughs> hello, it's mad, isn't it? Uh, Craig on Fancam. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Oh, was that it? You're in that enthusiastic guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers, you, know, you know, you know, I love coming on on uh, on this. Listen, you're welcome any time. With you guys, I'll come on any time you want me to. No bother at all. You're part of the family, mate. You know that. You know that. Everybody's part of the family. Happy birthday to Jeremy. Jeremy's birthday, ladies and gents. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Oh, and from Mrs. Brown. Good evening. Goodbye. <laughs> Sounds nothing like me. God bless. Keep right on. Keep the faith. It's difficult. But from the one and only Trevor Francis. <laughs> uh, don't forget me. Uh, I suppose you can, but keep right on. Brilliant. Brilliant. We, we, Chris, you want to dig the original one out that he did for it's us? Not, it's, not as, it's, I must admit, it's not as good as the original one. Icon is a national treasure. Yeah. In everybody's eyes, the one and only Mr. Ian Danter. Thank you so, so, so very much, mate. Brilliant. What, a, what, a, what an hour and a half that's been. Cracking. Super. Thank Thanks to Michael Best. And take care, everybody. Stay safe. And uh, let's get back to the ground soon. Good night. Good night, all. We are the lads from the Chilton. We'll support you till the end of the day. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.